So yeah, it's like, how do you not love Giannis? You see the video interview with him the other day. It's like, how the hell do you say it politely? I had to, I had to take a tinkle. <laughs> what a guy! What He's a guy! Honest. He's honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love oh, him, man. Love him. Better than Lamar, you know. He he didn't own <laughs> up why he ran out there, but Giannis did. Welcome to our next episode of Our Factual Opinion, co-hosted by yours truly, Zachary Nikolai, and the man alongside me, Tyler McGee, where we give our factual opinion on all things sports. Oh, man, Giannis. We're going to be talking a lot about that man today. I want to start off the episode with first things first, our segment. Nick isn't always right. Chris Broussard joined the Fox Sports show on FS1 talking about how the main difference in game four and why the Bucks won and the Suns did not, he said, was because two stars from Milwaukee showed up and only one in Devin Booker showed up for the Suns. I see where he says yes, but no. So, Tyler, if you look at the box score to me, Milwaukee's not gonna win a couple more games. We'll talk about it later, but 17 turnovers for the Suns. There was 17 offensive rebounds for the Bucks compared to the Suns five. Like Aiton didn't really show up. You know, he's a guy that usually plays big. You know, Devin Booker was in foul trouble. We're not even going to talk about what was going on later where people are saying that he was allowed to play with seven fouls. And Chris <laughs> Paul just looked bad. But to me, you say one star showed up for the Suns instead of the two for Milwaukee. Devin Booker was great for three quarters. He dropped four points in the fourth quarter. That's not a star to me. A star is a guy who, like Chris Middleton, he said, I'm going to go drop 14 in the fourth. I'm going to take over this game. You want to beat me? you got to get the ball out of my hand. So... Chris Broussard, man, you've been watching a lot of basketball. I know you know 1,000% what you're talking about, but I can't give the label of star to Devin Booker for this game because what kind of star only scores four points in the fourth quarter? You know, to be honest, it's two stars showed up against zero. Uh, to an extent. I understand he just really struggled in that fourth quarter, but, I mean, 42 points in a in an NBA Finals game, mind you, I mean, I think he showed up. Obviously, yeah, he disappeared in the fourth quarter, but I just feel like you, you can't not label him the star after a 42-point performance in the finals. I would label him a 42-point star if he showed up more in the fourth. <laughs> but you get in the crunch, you know, you're down there, and your team, you only lose by six points. Yeah. A six-point loss. And you know as well as I do, Booker's good enough to get two threes in a fourth quarter. Chris Paul wasn't playing his best, but I know he could have helped him out. Chris Paul like, wasn't. Wasn't no, playing his best. He, he wasn't looked, playing anything really. He struggled. He, he looked compared old. to compared he to his other age. games. Yes, compared to his other games in these playoff series that he's had, just recently the Clippers. He had a, what, a 40, 40 something point game, thirty seven point game to start the series off, and he's kind of slowly been declining just in the series. You can attribute some of that to Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday is playing some really good defensive basketball. Defensive basketball. He's struggling on the offensive end, but. Yeah. Yeah, well, he's I mean, not letting them get into his half-court set, which is yeah. great. You know, I think the Bucks are making really good adjustments. It's just there are times where the adjustments are helped out by poor performance. And I, I hate taking away from people, you know, instead of saying, like, the Bucks played really good defense. 
you know, and they made Chris struggle. I mean, there's no way you make a Suns team who played so well together this entire playoffs, including the season, 17 turnovers and only five offensive rebounds. Like, that's just not the Suns. And also the Bucks shot great from the free throw line for the first time in a while. Well, give you honest credit, yeah. he's actually been stepping up a lot, but I want to see him do that in Phoenix. Yeah, and mind you, those 17 turnovers, five of them were from Chris Paul, I think, in the first half, if I'm not mistaken. But I don't know. I think you can attribute some of Chris Paul's play to, you know, Drew Holiday just really stepping up on the defensive end and really sticking to Chris Paul. Uh, it's hard because I see a lot of Drew Holiday slander on the offensive end. But when you see someone who plays as great defense on – when you see someone who plays as great defense as Drew Holiday does, it's going to be hard to play both great defense and great offense at the same time. I think, though, if he can pick it up on the offensive end, the Bucks are going to look almost unstoppable. But we'll see because, you know, as well as I do, their record on the road hasn't been the best this season. And their record at home has been magnificent and almost perfect. Oh, 100%. And you got to think uh, that big man who likes to take tinkles, Giannis, man. He's <laughs> that block. Oh, God. That was amazing. That was, that was one of the best, like we said, one of the best finals blocks in finals history behind, you know, second best LeBron. Yeah. yeah, that was, it was really good. I know I saw debates going on. Whose was better LeBron's or Giannis's Giannis is the second best for sure. LeBron's was no. game seven pinned it on the backboard. That was amazing. And they didn't end up, the Warriors didn't even end up scoring after that. That was kind of the game defining moment. And then Kyrie hit that big shot. But All right now continuing the basketball talk, uh, I'm going to take this over to disputable. And earlier today, uh, Skip Bayless was talking about how Chris Paul's playoff legacy has as many potholes as Giannis's playoff legacy. And honestly, they didn't really expand this too much. It was more just talking about how Chris Paul has been struggling these last few games and especially in this game four. But I thought that was an interesting just quote. How can you say that Chris Paul's playoff legacy has many potholes as Giannis's playoff legacy when... I'm not trying to slander Chris Paul here. I love the point guard, but Chris Paul has 13 playoffs that he's played in. This is Giannis's sixth, and Giannis has already taken this Bucks team to the finals in his sixth playoff run. And on top of that, I mean, Chris Paul has, unfortunately, we've seen him just kind of break down in the playoffs. We've seen him blow 2-0 leads against Memphis when he was on the Clippers. We've seen him blow 2-0 lead against Portland when he was on the Clippers. We saw, you know, when he was up the Warriors 3-2. Unfortunately, he, he hurt his hamstring. But yes. that's like we say, another pothole in his playoff legacy was just another has been injuries left and right. But I just think it's kind of weird that you're trying to compare the two playoff legacies of Giannis and Chris Paul when one is 36 years old and the other is 26 years old. And as if like 26, you have a lot of potholes at age 26. I don't think so. I mean... When did Jordan win his first finals? You know what I mean? I'm not trying to compare Jordan to Giannis, but I'm just saying, like, for as many potholes as Giannis has, I know he's gone down and they lost to the, the Heat last year, which obviously shouldn't have happened, but Giannis also was kind of hurt. And then that that tough 2-0 blown series to Toronto when, you know, Kawhi led that team to a finals. But The thing about the three guys that you just mentioned – and Giannis, Chris Paul, and Michael Jordan. Let's focus on Giannis and Chris Paul really quick. I have difficulty comparing guys of two completely different positions. 
-hmm. you know i'm okay with yeah i'm okay with comparing you know point guards and shooting guards is as long as you somewhat have a similar role especially nowadays i'm okay with comparing it but you are comparing a guy who has the ball in his hands pretty much to control the game the entire game he's in to a guy who they have to feed and make sure he gets the ball he's not bringing it up you know it's it's tough i love chris paul the one thing though that harms him and that helps Giannis. you mentioned michael jordan and you said oh when did he win his first he had to wait seven years to win his first yeah and he won his first when he got scotty pippen mm-hmm the best two in basketball history. Now we're not going to talk about Scotty recently, but you look <laughs> at Giannis. Giannis didn't have help for his five years, six years he's been in the league. I don't remember how long he's been here exactly now, but you look at it, LeBron, like he carried that first Cavs team to oh, a championship. Yeah. That that was insane, but obviously they didn't win it. Uh, mm-hmm. He went with Miami where he had help. A lot you of know, it. you you, you look at Kobe when he won his first couple, he had Shaq. Yeah, Kobe and Shaq, you know? dominant dynamic duo. You, you look at Magic, he had Kareem, like his uh, first time around. Like there's always help. Listen, no one, so, yeah, no one wins a championship on their own, except for maybe Dirk Nowitzki in 2011. <laughs> that was, love Dirk. Luke, yeah. Luke is going to be better than Dirk. I digress. <laughs> but if you look at the help, that was always my thing about Giannis. People were you know, trashing on him. I was like, look, he doesn't shoot. You can't expect him to shoot. So until you get him help, I'm not really going to judge the guy. He got help and he's in the finals. Mm -hmm. And so you look at Chris Paul, who I love, he has had some years more help than others, but I mean, you look at it, you can't win. You can't even go to the finals with James Harden. Now I don't think James Harden is a good playoff performer, Mm-hmm. But, you know, people say he's a top 10 player in the NBA. They say he's one of the best offensive players of all time. And it's like, you can't go to the playoffs or you can't go to the finals with him. You have that is... great Clipper team where I think Blake Griffin people idolized a little more than they should have. But it's like you couldn't make a deep playoff run with them. Like, come on. True. It is a little hard, though, to fault, you know, Chris Paul and James Harden losing that series when they're playing one of the best teams that we've almost ever seen. You know what I mean? But. I agree. It's hard to compare the two, especially like when you said completely different physiques, completely different positions, completely different play styles. Enough about this finals. I would like to talk about a former finals win and Max Kellerman talking about maybe a future champion. Let's take this over to our next segment, Double Take. Max Kellerman (laughs) went on air on purpose and he said that on purpose, if Kawhi, <laughs> on purpose, on purpose, and he defended this twice on purpose. He went on first take and he said, if Kawhi wins a championship in LA with the Clippers, that would mean more to the Clippers than LeBron's championship with the Cavaliers did to Ohio. You know what, Kendrick Perkins? I do not get a, I don't agree with his takes as much, you know, uh, Keyshawn, he was on first take. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he's a little bit of an LA homer, mm-hmm. but I'll give it to him. They were battling him. They said, Max, what are you thinking? They were saying what I was thinking. They were like, my man, you are comparing Kawhi, who, you know, he went and won a finals and everything. He wasn't drafted by the Clippers. Like LeBron came back to Cleveland to deliver. Him from and, Akron. Like 
he, he came and he followed up on his promise yeah, and he was exactly. like, and yeah. And so all of a sudden Max Kellerman, I don't know what he was on. He went and he looked <laughs> and he said, you know what? That makes Kawhi winning it even more impressive. And I was I... like, just breaking down how things went. So first off, Kawhi's never been on the Clippers previous to his tenure. Now he was there. He was hurt twice. Injuries are mysterious to me sometimes. And then right yeah. now we found out that he had that partially torn ACL and he got recovered. So I hope that he gets a speedy recovery. And I do hope he got, he does well yeah. with the Clippers. You know, I do, but you look at it, nothing he has done playing wise, career wise compares to LeBron. You look at LeBron, he was on the Cavs, took him to an early championship, which they honestly had no business. No business being there, being there. especially with the team that they had. Oh, Nothing dude. against the yeah. Cavs, but I mean, LeBron literally carried that team on his shoulders and willed his them shoulders, to a, his a back, his knees. Run. It, uh, it, it, was, it was incredible. So then he leaves to finally go get the help that he needs, as we were just mentioning, mm -hmm. you know, Kobe, Jordan, all of them need help. Goes to the Heat, promises seven. You know, he only won a couple. Not and one, then he comes not back. Two. Not two. No, maybe just two. <laughs> <laughs> he then comes back to Cleveland after they burn their after they burn his jersey. After the owner is just a complete Absolutely. yeah. There was some bad blood between them at the end. I never expected. No, if you told no. me back when he left Miami Heat that he'd be going back just like five years later. I would never believe you because I thought no. that that bridge was burned completely. No, that, that that was the ex that you were like, she took your clothes. She lit them on fire. She kicked you out of the house. She changed your phone number. Like you're off her phone plan. Like you mm -hmm. went back to that. He did. He went back yeah. to that. And you know what he did? He got married and he had a great family. Yeah. That's basically what he did. Well, he went back to Cleveland. He went, won that championship. He fulfilled that promise that he made when he was a kid. Mm -hmm. And it, it's just the most poetic thing. It's the highlight of his entire career, mm -hmm. especially the way they won it coming down or coming back down three, one against probably the best the team, best, one of the best. Yeah. I mean, they had the best record ever of yeah. all time. It, they it's, were... People argue that bulls team, like that's fine. I'm not going to argue that, you know, I'm mm -hmm. fine with putting them one and two or two and one. I don't care how you put it. You beat one of the best two teams in basketball history. Coming down three one, when you With have guys literally, hurt. remember Kevin Love got hurt. Stars. He got his arm. Yeah, his arm was dislocated because he was playing yeah. uh, against the Celtics. Yeah, they there was talk that Matthew Dellavedova, Jelly, was the Steph Curry stopper. Like oh, that's man. how crazy Forgot it was. So yeah, so how much he means to Cleveland? How much that championship? meant to Cleveland, what he's done with, with the I promise school and helping mm -hmm. out with just education as a whole and lunches and building homes. Like he means so much to that city, that championship meant so much to that city. Mm -hmm. Why wins it with the Clippers? They're still the little, I don't even want to call them the little brother. They are the little step brother from a second wife <laughs> to the Lakers. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I agree. Just, the history with LeBron in Cleveland, how he left, how he came back. He's from Akron. I mean, granted, Kawhi's also a California kid, but it just, there's anyone in the right mind 
I think would agree with us saying that LeBron James, that championship was way more meaningful than any championship that Kawhi Leonard will win the Clippers. Now, mind you, if Kawhi wins a championship with the Clippers, that'd be pretty impressive because they've never won anything. They've, they've yeah. always been the losing franchise. They finally made it to their first Western Conference Finals and they lost. So they've always been a losing franchise. So not to say that it wouldn't be an impressive feat and that it'd be, it'd mean a lot to Clippers, the three Clippers fans out there. But um, <laughs> yeah, LeBron's championship with Cleveland is more impressive. And we're talking as if, you know, obviously it's if Kawhi ever wins a championship with the Clippers, but it wouldn't mean as much as what LeBron did with Cleveland. Not even close. Enough basketball talk. We've talked enough basketball already for the day. Uh, let's move over to the sport of football with our segment, Sit Down. ESPN shows Get Up. We have Greeny talking about who could be a top five wide receiver at the end of the season going into the next season. And his pick was pretty shocking, Jamar Chase. Now, granted, I know you're a big Joe Burrow guy. We all love Joe Burrow here. It's unfortunate that that injury happened last season. And we're really looking forward to see how we could bounce back, especially play with an old LSU teammate, Jamar Chase. But I listen, I think picking Jamar Chase to be a potential top five wide receiver in the season or in the league next season is is mind-blowing. I, I, I couldn't even comprehend it because you're trying to say he's going to jump players. Now, first of all, mind you, the top five, you know, there's already players like DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams. We have Tyreek Evans, Stephon Diggs, Julio Jones. Those could be uh, roughly top five, you know? I mean, you could probably switch out a couple of players. You could say uh, Keenan Allen could be up there maybe, and well, is up there, but could be in the top five. But then you're also trying to say he's going to jump players like, you know, Michael Thomas, A.J. Brown, even OBJ, who, who's been struggling lately, but I'm expecting to see a bounce back season, hopefully with the Browns after that torn ACL. But jumping that quick. Now, listen, I think he's going to have a fantastic rookie season. He's actually someone I'd like to see on my fantasy football team. And I can't wait to see what him and Joe Burrow are going to do in Cincinnati. But top five, I don't know. So we already know he's more than likely going to be a top 32 receiver in the league. Now, I know that sounds mind-boggling, but you look at his team. Tyler Boyd, I love, respect. If you already have that previous relationship with a receiver, that doesn't go away, you know, and they set records over there. He was 19 years old, you know, going off for, what was it, 20 touchdowns? Yeah, like, it was insane. That Yeah, that connection's still going to be there. So you look at it, I think, and it's the best option for the Bengals, Chase, probably going to blow the socks off people. He'll be your number one option. Boyd is a great number two, and he can step up at one if he needs to, oh, and yeah. Chase can be two. Like, I think that's not an issue. And so with Chase stepping up, he will most definitely be a top 30 receiver. I, I don't think that's crazy to think. I can see top 10. I can honestly see him going off for about a touchdown a game. And this is this is what makes it easier for him because now that there's 17 games in the season, I don't feel crazy saying 16 touchdowns. Yeah, you're saying touchdown a game basically. Top 10, I think, can be pushing it. Uh, I don't expect him to be top 10. He could have a better season than Justin Jefferson had this season, and he was 
amazing. You know, they were even vouching for him for offensive rookie of the year. Now, granted, Justin Herbert had to rain on that parade, and that's a whole new thing because Justin Herbert could be top five quarterback this year. But yeah, I think he could have, he could be an MVP. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, they got a better line now. They're just going to have to complete, I mean, compete with Kansas City, which is going to be really tough because you got the best quarterback in that division right there. But anyways, yeah, I think Jamar Chase could have an equivalent or better season than Justin Jefferson had with the Vikings last year. Jefferson was nice last year. And what made it even better, oh, yeah. What made it great is that when Stephon Diggs left, Mm -hmm. people were like, oh, man, what's going to happen? Jefferson was like, don't worry, we're a run-heavy team, but I'll just throw us on our back. So I know you said enough basketball. Going right back to it. I'd like to push basketball a little more to you because I know we spoke uh, behind closed doors and also on our last episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is going to be our debate segment. Tyler McGee, 109 to 103, the Bucks won game four. The series is now evened up two and two. We have two games in Phoenix, one in Milwaukee. We could have potentially three games left. Mm-hmm. Who do you see taking home the championship this year for the NBA? I mean, this is a tough one. I mean, like I said last time, I thought it was really early and premature to say if the Bucks lose, could Giannis still win MVP? I mean, like I was saying, the Bucks are we like we've seen, the Bucks are a really great home team, but I think I think the Bucks will win in Phoenix and I think they'll win at home again. I, I think they're gonna take the series to be honest. I feel like they have a lot of momentum going. Although although the Suns play super well at home and we just saw the Suns take the Bucks to a really close game and two of their star players weren't playing well, but I don't know. I just feel like I feel like Middleton's really found his game now in the series, and I don't think he's going to fall off anymore. I think it's going to be Giannis and Middleton carrying them to a Bucks championship. So I'm not shocked that you said that they're going to win. Obviously, I disagree with you, but yeah, you 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 don't think they're going to win. You think that they were down 0-2. They're going to win the next four. You see it, Bucks and six. I. I wouldn't be surprised Bucks in seven. I wouldn't be surprised Suns in seven. But I do think there's a good chance that the Bucks can win in six, yes. You think the Bucks are going to go four straight. I think you're ridiculous. Tyler, if you look, <laughs> if you just watched the game last night, Chris Paul looked old. Yes, I know yeah, that. Did. The game before that, Devin Booker looked awful. After game three, Monty Williams went and talked to Devin Booker. I'm assuming in the locker room or through text, through phone. I don't know how they communicated, but I know he went and told him, young fella, you're great. That's never going to happen again, though. Yeah. And then what happened? Devin Booker came out, dropped 42. Obviously, he didn't perform in the fourth as much as I would have liked. I think that mm-hmm. makes the difference. You know, Chris Paul has a down game. I know he's been slowly declining this series since that first game. But, I mean, he he hit a rock bottom, and I, I don't see that again. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think we're seeing a terrible performance like that. I think you I haven't seen that many turnovers from him, that kind of sloppy basketball ever. from him in a while, like ever. Yeah, and this especially in this playoff run that they're having right now, that's, he looked absolutely horrible last game. 
And I can't see that happening again. No, but so if you add those up along with how I mentioned earlier, Phoenix only had five offensive rebounds. Aiton usually gets that alone. Like that's not going to happen again. The Bucks went and got 17 offensive rebounds. As I mentioned earlier, the Bucks had a great free throw shooting game. And then if you look at it, 17 turnovers for the Suns, that is so uncharacteristic. Mm-hmm. It took 17 offensive rebounds, 17 turnovers, and a great free throw performance for the Bucks to win by six. That doesn't sound dominant. That doesn't sound your two best players are playing awful, and your third best player was mediocre, and you only lost by six. Like, if anything, this is a loss Phoenix should feel good about. And if I'm the Bucks, this is a win that I'm worried about. Yeah, I mean, the Bucks have played really well at home. Like I said, they struggled a bit on the road, but I feel like although they lost. They still have momentum. They're carrying it into the next game. I think I would, I mean, I, I'll probably eat my words on this one, but I think Drew Holiday is going to pick it up again offensively like he did later in the series. And he's playing some great defensive basketball. And I honestly think that Giannis and Middleton are going to carry the team and they're going to win it. I think Giannis I'm glad is you're self-aware. <laughs> I'm glad you are self-aware See, like I said, that I you know Holiday is going to kill this you. One. <laughs> No, I so you say bucks and six or bucks and seven? I mean, I'll I'll say bucks and six. Give me the Suns and seven. Suns and I, seven. I think they're going to win in Phoenix. I think they're going to lose in Milwaukee, and I think they're mm-hmm. going to come home. I think that mm-hmm. sun out in Arizona is driving people nuts. They need to mm-hmm. release their anger somehow, and they are going <laughs> to release it on Giannis when he's shooting free throws. You don't think Giannis is going to tinkle on their? Uh... On their playoff run, or what? <laughs> uh, not not in Phoenix. It's going to get dried up real quick. Oh uh, shoot! Well, I mean, like I said, I I, I always thought that this series was going to go the distance, six or seven, and it's going to be interesting. I, I knew this series would pick up, and I'm really looking forward to this. It's going to be fun. That Suns and four guy is punching the air right now. <laughs> yeah. Hey, and win, on, he'll be happy. Yeah, if they he don't care if they win in four, five, six, seven, he just wants a ring. That's it. And that will conclude today's episode of Our Factual Opinion. Thank you for listening. We are up and running on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and you can find us just by Googling Our Factual Opinion. Be sure to follow us on social media, Instagram and Twitter, Our Factual Opinion. Until next time. Let's see it, Bucks and Six.